You're listening to the Sphere Now ESG podcast on Spark, Sphere's safety, sustainability, and productivity thought leadership website. Sphere is the leading provider of ESG performance and risk management software, data, and consulting services. Now, let's get started. Welcome to the Sphere Now ESG podcast, program focused on safety, sustainability, and productivity topics. I'm Alex Studd, one of Sphere's product marketing managers focused on operational risk management. And today we're joined again by Heiko Schwartz, Global Supply Chain Risk Advisor here at Sphere. Heiko is the former CEO and founder of Risk Methods, a company that specializes in supply chain risk management, which was acquired by Sphere back in October of 2022. Through artificial intelligence, Sphere's software helps companies to identify, manage, and mitigate supply chain risk in real time. Welcome back to the show, Heiko. Thanks, Alex. Hi, everybody. So, Heiko, in this episode, we're discussing how companies can better understand and respond to supply chain risk. Global pressures such as the ongoing effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, the war in Ukraine, and inflation are all driving companies to create greater resilience and transparency in their supply chains. Of course, these pressures are significant and are tough to manage, but there are solutions and strategies out there that can help companies turn supply chain risk into competitive advantage. So Heiko, to get things going, how have the supply chain challenges that I just mentioned, how have they affected companies? Yeah, unfortunately, meanwhile, the new normal is having supply chain crisis ongoing. The events that you highlighted are the ones that everybody knows out of TV and radio, etc., because they are very popular and they have massive impacts to global economy. And nonetheless, there are also other ones behind the curtain that are still very critical for manufacturing firms in specific, talking about shortages of plastic, semiconductors and other materials or finished products that are critical to compile the final product within our industries. And not to forget that risk events came in rapid succession. Supply chain disruption became more frequent. And the consequences of these challenges mean that uh, the production goes down. It means that revenue gets lost. It means that market share gets lost. It means that shareholders and other stakeholders around the enterprise are losing their trust into the capabilities to deliver in time, in quality, in quantity. And that also leads to low customer satisfaction with all the consequences that are going together with that. So to sum it up, there are huge financial and economic impacts to all these struggles of the supply networks around the globe that we experience currently and will also experience in the future. So. With all those potential consequences that you just mentioned, Heiko, how has supply chain risk management become more important in light of the challenges? Yeah, if I look back, the um, discipline kind of started back in 2008 after the financial crisis, and the importance has grown since then continuously. And more than ever, companies need to stay ahead of risk. Once again, referring to the very big recent risk events that you mentioned, There are ongoing topics and issues like man-made disasters, like fires or explosions that will not go away. Health and safety regulations and pressure from regulators are ongoing, increasing, still increasing. Think about sustainability regulation. 
Natural hazards, also due to the global warning, will not go away. They will remain and they will put even more supply chains at stress than today. And that means that enterprises have to switch gears from being reactive and respond to those threats to being more proactive and preventive, um, to be better prepared of the risk, to have the plan B in the shelf and to know how to respond or even to avoid that risk materializes, or at least to reduce the impact of those incidents. Yeah, and this, of course, reminds me of the Supply Chain Due Diligence Act that we talked about on the previous mm -hmm. episode. So I guess my next question for you, Heiko, would be, what can companies do now to cope with these challenges? Yeah, I would say, first of all, transparency is required. Transparency to understand first the exposure of the entire supply network, meaning where is the risk? Where is risk in an inherent way already built into my supply network? And where are the exogenous risks that come from external risk factors that influence the, the exposure of my supply network? And exposure also means what are the consequences if a certain supply chain is disrupted to understand the impact to the enterprise? Will it hit my most important and largest customers? Will it hit a cash cow product or will it uh, maybe just hit a lame duck, which is anyway kind of planned to go out of life and the inventory levels are high so I can even come around a potential disruption with minimal financial impacts or reputational impacts? So. Exposure in terms of threat, exposure in terms of impact, and last but not least, also have an organization in place that is mandated with a mitigation task. And mitigation should be understood once again as the fastest crisis response possible, meaning reactive for the unpredictable situations, but also mitigation means in the sense I use the term to be prepared to start with preventive actions to influence either the probability of the risk hitting me or the impact and the consequences to be lower and uh, minimized by activities or insurances or whatever is the right appropriate uh, medium to, to fight a threat. And that also means time and money. So enterprises need budget and smart people to do execute these mitigation tasks, which very often come together with collaboration with the suppliers out of the supply network. As these tasks to understand the real-time exposure, to understand the impacts, to have a well-orchestrated mitigation in place, technology can be or has to be even the enabler. The transparency to react fast and become more proactive is only possible through technology that automates the task to capture risk information, to keep it up to date, to provide the insights about the consequences of a potential risk that materializes to the right audience, procurement folks, supply chainers, ESG persons, sustainability responsible staff functions, and so on, to enable these folks to succeed and master risk at the end of the day. Yeah, it's interesting you're bringing up being proactive. I remember before we started recording, talking about you know, these potentially risky situations, such as supplier clusters and geographic areas that are prone to flooding. Correct. And it is unknown where the next disruption will come from. It might be already around the corner. 
and this risk awareness and having plans in the shelf B and, and to be capable and have earned the capability to react fast on unpredictable scenarios is going to change the game for organizations and will drive competitive advantage, which is really interesting. And I think it's, it's a very exciting perspective. Procurement folks are tasked with supply chain risk management. And traditionally, this function has been the negotiating function that squeezes out the last penny of savings out of the supply network. And now this function can also prove that they can contribute to the success and the competitive advantage of the enterprise to avoid revenue losses, to even turn risk into a competitive advantage to be capable to deliver while the competition is not able to deliver to win market share, right? And to protect the reputation when we think about human rights or sustainability topics to make sure that their own brand is not damaged because of non-compliance within the supply network. So I, I know there's a lot that you just mentioned, a lot to unpack, but what are some of the other trends within supply chain risk management that our listeners should know about? Clearly, the last years, the market has switched gears and is looking for approaches and methodologies and technologies that enable organizations to switch from reactive to preventive behavior and capabilities. In the past, you have been waiting until the risk materialized and then competitive advantage even then was driven by reacting faster than others. Now, since technology came up and provides capabilities to enterprises to better understand trends, pattern, to be prepared for the next risk event, only being reactive is no longer driving competitive edge. You have to be ahead of the risk to anticipate what's coming, to be prepared, to minimize the potential impact, to erase even the likelihood of a risk event to materialize, and that will bring real value to the enterprise. Aside of this, compliance and sustainability topics on the rise the last years also showed that regulation or regulatory pressure significantly increased through new supply chain laws that were released in the US, in UK, in Germany. The European Union is working on a harmonized sustainability and human rights law for the supply chain. So there's a lot that has happened over the recent past, and there will be coming much more on this end, which means that organizations have to learn to profile the compliance and the sustainability profile of their supply networks. Leaving the box of their own four walls which we were used um, mm. to establish compliance and ESG. If you think about the traditional approaches to profile financial risk of business partners, in the past, organizations acquired a credit rating profile once they onboarded a business partner and then potentially received an update of the financial health profile once a year. Meanwhile, you can sense the entire world to understand what's happening in the context of this important business partner of which you received a financial health profile maybe six months or nine months ahead to understand is the cfo leaving the company are there issues with regulators and and penalties or even market exclusions that will lead to significant revenue losses um, to this business partner are their product launches delayed? Did they lose um, patents? 
have there been sites closed or business units span off or sold to private equity? All these per se, every single of these indications might be not critical because they are part of doing business. But technology can sense if they come in a context within specific time frame of maybe one or two years and all together, they will raise a red flag in terms of financial health. And here, this is really changing the game if you start to combine those hard facts coming out of a balance sheet, out of a profit and loss statement, together with those soft sensors that give you an advantage in terms of early warning signals to be much better prepared. Last but not least, understanding the sub-tier structure of a supply network has become more and more important. And the implications of the COVID crisis were opening the eyes for business leaders um, how critical this transparency across the different tiers of supply networks is. And because enterprises learned the hard way that it's not always the suppliers that put the supply network at stress. It might be the suppliers of the suppliers or even their suppliers. And understanding the structure, the dependencies understanding where is the spider in the web, so to say, that might put the entire system at stress is helping to be better informed, to also be capable to collaborate with their own business partners to mitigate those systematic and systemic risks within the supply networks. So I'm going to be honest with you, Heiko, everything that you just mentioned related to those trends, it, it can be Sounds overwhelming, right? Sounds like there's a lot that businesses are going to have to overcome in the coming years. The good news is there are tools and software solutions out there that can help these businesses address these challenges and, and help put uh, best practices into place. So can you talk about them? Definitely, yes. And as we learned over the past minutes, the supply chain risk management is a very challenging task and there are huge complexities that are hidden within the supply networks that need high scale in terms of information capture and updates and transparency so digital technology has to be a part of a holistic supply chain risk management approach there is no way around to do this at home right and organizations are not always in the level or at a maturity level that you can immediately deploy and full-blown holistic supply chain risk management approach. But here, modular structures of technology allows companies to introduce stepwise, solid, professional supply chain risk management methodology in an also very efficient way to start with the risk identification in the first step, to then enhance the perspective with the potential impacts that the threats that are identified might um, lead to. Then think about the highest exposures in terms of threat and impact and start to design standardized mitigation actions that are structured in an either reactive or in preventive manner. Then start to embrace the suppliers as part of the solution to drive more transparency within the entire network down the different tiers. Maybe also think about incentivizing them. And here again, technology can be a driver because technology can, can provide very valuable risk insights to the business partners 
free of charge even, and to incent them to enhance their own risk exposure, which already means that the tier two level of my network gets more resilient. And technology, especially also AI-driven solution, make life much more easier for the commodity managers, lead buyers, um, supply chain managers, CSR responsibles, because the entire data capture processing, the harmonization of all those different scales. Think about a rating scale for financial health next to a cyber risk score, next to a probability of occurrence for an earthquake coming from an insurance company. I mean, there is not a single person out there that understands all those different scales and can interpret them, but technology can harmonize all this information and keep it up to date all the time. And there's just no way to do this with manual efforts. If you are lucky and find great solutions, you can automatically acquire with those solutions the success factors that are needed to uh, excel with a supply chain risk management practice, such as noise cancellation. One of the biggest mistakes you can do in risk management is to alert too much or alert too little, right? You're not doing your job either way because no one will listen anymore if you alert um, three times a day and nothing happened at the end of the day versus not doing your job if you call out an alert and finally it, it turns out that it's not impactful or relevant for the business. And same, you don't get the value out of the entire discipline if the users are not adopting the technology, which means simplification, fun to use, is another critical success factor to be successful with the practice. The approach should be holistic, embrace all actors and objects along the supply chain. I've been mentioning very often now the word supplier, but it's only one player within the network. Seaports, airports, warehouses, distribution centers, their own operations, even the customer or the sub-tiers are relevant aspects as well. And also the entire kind of bandwidth of risks should be considered man-made disasters, environmental, social, regulatory, cyber, financial, and so on. All of that should find its place in a holistic approach and to also start making the supplier part of the solution and not of the problem, meaning collaboration capabilities, digital hubs where information can be shared and, and mutual collaboration on mitigation actions can happen together with a supplier in a very efficient and effective manner. And the other thing that you said that really stuck out to me, I think you said it at least once, maybe twice, helping make the supplier part of the solution, not just being part of the problem. Yeah, we've been learning over many years that pressure is clearly one element of the interaction with a business partner, right? You are the customer, you pay money to get that service in time, in quality, and with the right quantity as it was promised and, and contracted, no doubt about this. But once a supply network is disrupted because of an, let's say, tier two problem. The supplier is not, I mean, was not the root cause of an issue. Then you have to team up, latest then you have to team up to find ways and solutions how the business partners collaborate with you um, to bypass a supply shortage, maybe by identifying alternative um, business partners down the different tiers 
and interact with quality department, design department, or R&D and the manufacturing teams to make sure that the activation of these business partners can happen the most efficient and, and fastest way. And another way of um, teaming up could also be bringing in these business partners into their own sphere of knowledge about the risk exposure of the entire network. So they become aware that they are part of this exposure and they can start mitigating their own risk scenarios to become also more resilient. Because as the term says, supply network is a chain. Supply chain is the name mm. of, of what we talk about. And the chain breaks at the weakest link. And it doesn't help you only to have built your own sphere of resilience once your suppliers did not do this, right? Because then you're just exposed to the extended risk exposure of your suppliers. And with that mindset, organizations can grow their sphere of resilience down the different tiers. Yeah. There's no easy button for it. It takes time. <laughs> Sounds like it. Well, I know we're running out of time, Heiko, but uh, any final thoughts to share before we wrap up? Well, Alex, in your, in your introduction, you mentioned greater resilience, transparency. I think we well covered what that means in terms of the implications to businesses once resilience is not there, once transparency is lacking. But we also covered that there are technology levers that can be combined with the right methodology organization setup and to form a strong, strong foundation to foster resilience within the own supply network. And also that there are ways to extend this to the lower tiers by embracing the business partners to be also part of the solution, not only of the problem. And we also learned that risks don't stop. We live in a world full of risk. It's the new normal that disruptions happen, wherever they're coming from, whether financial health, cyber, ESG or CSR and, and sustainability related non-compliance within the supply networks, wherever the next bigger thing is coming from, we don't know, but we know it's coming and disruption has become in constant, meaning we have to be better prepared and switch from reactive to proactive. I like that well said, uh, you know, risk will always be inherent, but with the right technologies uh, and right set of protocols set up, you can have greater risk awareness, which is really all you can do, right? Definitely, so, it's, it's turning risk into competitive advantage and it's all there, we just have to embrace this opportunity. Well, that's terrific. Heiko, thank you so much for your insights on this and, and for joining us again for another Sphere Now ESG podcast. Thanks, Alex. It has been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Sphere Now ESG podcast on Spark. We hope you enjoyed the show. Want more safety, sustainability, and productivity-related blogs and podcasts? Subscribe to Spark today. Visit sphere.com backslash spark and let's spark a conversation.